on Season 4, Episode 42, where we watched What the Love, Season 1, Episode 1, and 4-ish. We'll talk about it. Uh, I'm Chris <laughs> Lorenz. Uh, I don't know how we're going to point out the everyone's names. We'll, we'll raise hands for who's next. Here, uh, side note, this is all happening over Skype, because like everybody listening to this, we're all quarantined. Uh, anyway, this is Max. I don't have a fun name this week because everything's terrible. Brian's up next. I'm Brian. Hi. Hi, Brian. Hey, this is James. Hey, James. This is No Singer. Whoa. And Robert Kitts. Cool. Yeah, so we'll see how this works out. Uh, the audio quality is going to be a little, you know, a little poor this week comparatively, so bear with us. Hopefully it's better than the last time when I'm like... This, this might be a one-time experiment. This might be the future of who put this on. We'll see. You know, we're, we're all getting deeper and deeper into this quarantine situation. So uh, we, we, we did the right thing. Didn't get together this week. And uh, we used Netflix Party app. We watched the show. And now we're all on Skype. And we're recording off Skype. So... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, yep, that's kind of the situation, you know. Everyone's dealing with it, so I don't know if we really need to get too deep into it. But uh, Rob, why don't you give us the show description? So this is a Netflix show, so a pretty sparse show description. With help from a glam squad and celebrity guests, filmmaker Karen Johar mentors six singletons through their personal struggles <laughs> as they look for love. That's what the love with Karen Johar on Netflix. Yeah, so um, the way the show came about is we were at our friend, uh, our friend's house, and he has watched a bunch of Indian shows, and there was a new Indian reality show on Netflix, and I'm like, oh, you know, we did an Indian reality show before, we're always looking for crazy new reality shows, so I'm like, gotta do this one. So if you're, you know, you can listen to this pod and watch this, your first Indian reality show, most likely, because... Where else are you going to be able to do that? Yeah. Um, unlike, unlike last time, you don't have to go to Voot.com to, to get this one. It's on Netflix. Yeah, you don't have to VPN in and like go through a bunch of hoops to watch that one. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> so the first episode was kind of like this weird, not weird, but other shows do this. But it was kind of just him picking the six candidates in a giant like mixer situation. And uh, so we watched like 10, 15 minutes of that. And we're like, this doesn't feel like the real show. So then we watched episode four, which was the real show, um, where they picked a candidate, Bebop, that went through a series of, I don't know, what are the, series of vignettes, I guess, uh, around opening himself up and learning where he struggles in dating and then going on a date and then going on a second date and then picking the person and <clears throat> moving on from there. So it was just kind of like, or picks the person and then they can go on a second date. Uh, it's really that simple. There's no like, there's nothing that complicated. Kind of like Queer Eye for dating. It's kind of it's it's Queer Eye mixed with other shows, and I can't place what the other ones are. 
but there's definitely a queer eye influence on the show. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's yeah. memories uh, of like the makeover, actually, a bunch of things. Yeah. The the thing where they set up sort of a main person with two dates reminds me of a show we just watched called Dance with the Other Person. The show on NBC. Flirty yeah. dancing. Oh, flirty dancing. Yeah. <laughs> on Fox Max. Uh, it's all the fucking same. They're all going to they're all going to be merged by next week. That's uh, Fox's new slogan, by the way. It's all the fucking same. <laughs> I uh, really got the flirty dancing vibe strong when one of the dates was a dancing date. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I will say uh, shout out to the host Chris here for making that call to switch episodes a little bit into it. Because uh, I, I do right feel like move, Chris. that first episode, I was definitely losing interest pretty quick. So if anybody's listening or watching, going to watch the show, keep in mind the first is definitely quite different from the real show. Yeah. So like a couple shows do this, like Married at First Sight does this, where they're like, hey, we run around the country and interviewed all these people. Isn't this interesting? And I'm like, no, it's not interesting. <laughs> Let's move on. But, but the like, thing is, like, show it's a good me. intro to people. Is it? It's a bunch of people, but it's a good intro to people I eventually just don't care about. Like, you didn't care about the people on Married at First Sight? No. Well, some of the people you got, you get intro to people they actually pick. But you also get a bunch of intros to people that they don't. Here's here's another way to look at it, Brian. Uh, The episode that we just watched, we did not have the intro of that person on the amount of show we watched in episode one. And do you think it mattered? No. I mean, but the thing is, like, I don't watch, like, too much of Merit at First Sight, so I was, like, more interested in, mm-hmm. hey, did it affect that show more than this show? Like, they can no, easily skip the, the first episode of this one. Right. That's, but... kind of, that's kind of my point on this. Like, I think for this show, it was cl- very clear that, like, you can easily skip episode one. It's irrelevant. You can we, also do that. No. And we didn't give it a chance, to be fair. We watched, like, 18 but... minutes. But we then watched there was, 10 minutes. There was, yeah, there was like a wheel. So there were there was some contest, mm-hmm. right? That we just don't know what it was about. Sure. I, I'm going to back up Noah here because, like, definitely this first episode, the second half was going to be very different than the party first half. And we don't know what the second half was. But having said that, I still think it was better to watch a quote unquote real episode. So the season is seven episodes. The first one is this party. They somehow pick six. And then each episode's after that focuses on one of the different people. Yeah. I just want, like, for this podcast, I want, like, the real show. Yeah. So I wanted to do one of the real episodes instead of this, like, intro episode. Which, yeah. sometimes we get stuck in those intro episodes and it's kind of late. So, um, <clears throat> who knows? The second half of this episode could have been fine. But I think from what we watched, it was very imperative to kind of move on. Well, Slate, uh, you know, to stuff. I found the, the intro episode kind of boring. I found the main episode also kind of boring. Like, neither one really, really blew me away, I gotta admit. Are we, uh, uh, are we entering the minutiae yet? Yeah, 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 we're minutia for sure. Oh, okay. uh, I agree with you, Rob. I was kind of bored by the actual scene, too. It's also, like, I don't really like watching... Well, we'll get to it, I guess, a little later, but I don't really like watching... Like cringy stuff, and to watch yeah. this dude that's like really bad at dating to go on a really bad date just is like not that fun, you know. Uh, but 
uh, I guess the first thing to really talk about is the host of the show. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about the host. So I don't know how to pronounce Indian names, so I apologize. Um, His name is Karan Jahar. I don't know if that's that's good. That's probably as good as I'm going to get. He's like a director of Indian rom-coms and is what I got and writer. I don't know if the internet corner has anything more to say about that, but everyone was excited to meet him. I don't know what any of his movies are. He's reasonably or, famous for versus. I mean, I'm sure he'd be like a pretty, like there's an equivalent director in America. He's the Vin Diesel of India. <laughs> like how more many like directors the do you know by like sight? Or writers do you know by sight? So like that's, that seems so, pretty popular. Are we sure he's Are we sure a director and not an actor also? No, we're not. He's sure. not like, you know, this is uh, director George Clooney, who, you know, is more famous <laughs> for other things than his directing. Well, I went to his IMDb, and like his top things are like him writing and producing stuff, so I just assumed that. But he could be more, I don't know. I'll get back. I'll get back to you. All right. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> his name is literally on the show. So he's he's the one pulling this through. And uh, he's actually in the show a bunch, too. He's not just a uh, LeBron James where he's just like, hey, intro video. Like, he interviews the people. He does the podcast within the show, which is great. That was fun. He does the commentary. Love that. Um, All right, so... To give context on this guy, he got famous through romance movies, which makes him a good figure for a dating show. Um, and then he kind of transitioned that to be a general like TV personality. So he does like India's Got Talent, right? So I don't know if okay. there's a comparable figure in America because directors here don't generally like go off and do other things. They're more like re- reclusive. Um, you can kind of think of it maybe like a Snoop Dogg in a way, where kind of a rapper, he, he, he was a big pr- producer, and then he just came off and started cooking with Mark Stewart. I love imagining this guy's the Snoop Dogg of India. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Also, I love Max just... I love being able to see Max pour himself a cool one over there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I went out today and I got two bottles of whiskey. Uh, one is a nice one. One is Evan Williams. Evan Williams is not nice, but he gets the job done. Well done, Max. We're proud of you. Um, <clears throat> well, so after the first episode, you know, we meet a couple of people. I think there's only one person that I, like, one moment that I really want to talk about uh, that I have minutia about. We meet this person named Creepy. She's a student, and she says she's a virgin. And then Noah asks the question, is she a real virgin or a Christian virgin? <laughs> and I want Noah to explain <laughs> Noah's no, no. <laughs> Noah, Noah is giving us the, like, cut it off sign. You dug this hole for yourself, dig yourself out of it. <laughs> there are some conversations which are podcast conversations, <laughs> Some conversations, which are not podcast conversations. Uh, I'll let someone else go into this one. Um, 
that that as that. <laughs> the uh, right. the internet All corner right. has been censored. <laughs> okay, I'm 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 gonna take this as one of the resident non Christians in the room. My understanding of this, and I could be wrong, is uh, if you do oral, you're not a virgin on Christian version. But if you do do oral, you are still a virgin on the non-Christian, are you a virgin or not? Is that roughly correct, Noah? Is that too complicated? There could be more to this, though. Like, it's everything but something. I'm not putting 60 minutes there where you're like... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not, like, confirming or denying any of this. I'm just saying there's some conversations that are for the podcast, some conversations that don't have it on the podcast. Uh, Alright. Noah, the whole world is ending. Like, we can talk about whatever the fuck we want. I mean, I am glad I'm doing the most important thing then. Noah Noah told us today that whenever his girlfriend walks into his apartment, he says, take off all your clothes. (laughs) I did say that. I I, I did say that. Um, There is a lot more context there, but, you know, world's ending. We can say whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, I, I will back that up. I did say that, and I don't think any other context is needed. Uh, that's just a fact. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the actual episode we watched. Well, I, I, two quick things on the on the party thing. Okay. Thing of one is there was this part of like well, the, why the, that part of the show was very good. There's a scene where he's talking to two people, a man and a woman, and then he's like, "I didn't realize they were gay, and they were, you know, I thought they were talking to each other because they were interested in each other, but like." He has that conversation with them, and then it cuts to a confessional where he explains the whole situation to us again. And it's like, we just saw it. You don't need to see it again. And then it cuts back, and you saw more of their conversation together. It's like, it was just very strangely edited in a not interesting way. And there's also this thing where there's a guy there looking for love who's a rapper, and another guy who had a very DJ Polly D vibe, and they do some beatboxing and improv rapping, and it's everything you'd imagine it would be. It was great. Those are my two thoughts on the uh, the party part of the show. I I feel like with that rap, it was so hard to tell if it was good or terrible. Like, the rhythms and words seemed to rhyme, but it was all in Hindi, so I have no idea what he was rapping about. Agreed. But it seemed interesting. It was not all in Hindi. It was a good 30% English. English. Yeah, it's some English. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Goalie boy style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used to believe it was terrible. (laughs) <laughs> the rap was okay. Um, I had the captions on. He basically was like, "I'm here. I'm rapping. I'm really cool." Yeah, the problem I, are, I've talked to. Though, that in yeah, you yeah feel like they don't English translation doesn't matter at all. No, but it, the rhyme scheme was on. Like that, that worked, and so you, you kind of get the idea. So I've had some conversations with uh, some native Hindi speakers about the movie Gully Boy. And when I was starting to ask them about, like, some of the rap and the lyrics, they clearly responded with, like, oh, no, it is not, not, it is very not close to what was subtitled or translated. Like, it's very, and, like, in many cases, it's hard to do, like, literal translations because you're often using slang or, you know, similar things. Uh, so I got to imagine there's some degree of that here. It's just hard to know without, like, knowing the language. I feel like we got to have somebody that, you know, kind of, kind of has some I- of that. I can imagine the same thing with English rapping. Right. So, like, uh, so back to the episode we actually watched, episode four, where we meet our contestant, our entrant, Vebov. Um, 
He is uh, CA, which we're still confused what a CA is, but he works at a law firm. Corporate He works a lot of of hours. And Uh, uh, it's a chartered accountant. Damn it, I was so close. It's like a CPA in the U.S. So is he like pass the test and do all that? Okay, um, and he's just kind of like awkward and cringy not cringy but he's just it's hard to describe he think of a like well-dressed nerd who doesn't know how to talk to girls that's this guy he could easily he just needs to get out of his head is that 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 good i would say he also got like very stiff and uncomfortable and like you could just tell he was on the edge of nerves like he was he didn't quite know how to handle the situation He's quite a good-looking guy, too. It's not like he was unattractive. But he said that he used to weigh a bunch... He used to weigh 105 kilos, which is about 230 pounds, somebody said in the chat. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, definitely difficult at that point, uh, which he lost the weight. And... um, Yeah, it looks like he's in great shape now. Yeah. So he comes in and talks to our boy, uh, Mr. Jahar. <laughs> Karen Johar. Karen. I keep. I don't want to say Karen. Oh. And it's like spelled Karen. So. KJ. No, he's just. He's KJ. Either, yeah, either way, it's fine. Karen. Or Karen I, uh, but he goes by KJ. KJ. Oh. Is that K-Jo. true? KJ. Oh. Uh, according to Wikipedia. K-Jo. Okay. Alright, so he meets like Keijo does his initial interview, and he's real awkward, he doesn't really know how to act. As like probably most people wouldn't know how to act if they were being interviewed by like one of their like a celebrity on like national TV. I feel like that would be a pretty awkward situation for most of us in general, let alone to talk about your your dating life or your love life in general. Like I think at some point somebody asked him if he's well he didn't ask him. Somebody asked, like, would you have any torn jeans? Which I was very confused about. Is that, like, does he dress up at all? Like, there was just some kind of, like, one-on-one conversation going on there. Then they do a prep date. What the prep? So all of these kind of things kind of had, like, a what the blank? Because we're in what the look. <laughs> Side note, it was just funny. like what a what a bad name for a show and what a bad catchphrase. Just like what are they doing? I don't know. I mean, what they it's doing? so hard because it's like what they doing? Sure, it's bad. We, it's bad here. Is it bad there? I don't know. We will have to dial in our Indian friends about this because, like, English does have its own sort of inventions, like. Uh, have you guys encountered please do the needful? Oh, yeah. That just means, like, do the thing that needs to be done, which is not valid English, but it is valid English with an H. Anyway, continuing. Uh, yeah, so we get to do a prep date. That's his first thing, where he goes on a date with Stane Leone, a celebrity. Brian, I feel like you looked up Sonny Leone. Oh yeah. Can you can you tell us who this person is? So so her name is Karanjit Karavora. Um 
And she is a former pornographic actress, but currently active in the Indian film industry as an actress and model. And what I also found funny later was the host was like, I'm a really big fan of yours. And I just kept thinking, is it the pornographic stuff or is it the new stuff? Um, I thought porn in India was illegal. Am I wrong? I don't think it's illegal. I would bet that it's probably extremely frowned upon. So maybe, I don't know. Well, we need the internet corner, Noah. Yeah. You... Um, yeah. But so... she also said that she would only do lesbian sex scenes. That's the only other thing I see. Huh. <laughs> so what, uh, what's the verdict right. on... This, this is such an interesting podcast. So I guess, uh, <laughs> World's ending, guys. This, I just searched her name and this is what came up. Man, this podcast is really going to fall off the rails in like another month's time. <laughs> We're all getting so, so, so weird. So hey Bob, when he, when he recognized her, what was he more familiar with her work, do you think? Because he was, he was nervous to talk to her. Um... I feel like both. I feel like, you know, he's definitely watched too much. He's watched both. You know, you see her as an actor, actress, you Google her, and you're like, oh, she's a porn actress. Oh. Then you just watch the videos. Like, why wouldn't you? I would. <laughs> Chris would. All right. So. I mean, either so way, like, she is a good looking, like, actor. Like, she, I like, I think in this dude's seat, like, it's not, uh, uncommon for him to be nervous in this situation like there's a great looking woman sitting next to him he doesn't know how to act is the like takeaway yeah. like so, if... go ahead Noah. i i i i want to close the hole on the porn uh so he's closing the loop guys fun fact googling india porn um the top result is still wikipedia about pornography in india which is good Everything else below that, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you get you get asked for. But so pornography in India is illegal, um, but it doesn't look to be um, like strongly enforced. So they talk about how they uh, went around some vendors in one city, and like a fifth had like porn like openly displayed, hmm. right? And some had it like maybe in a dark section or something, right? So it's probably in that realm of just like not well can you if you can't sell it how do you produce well again it's it is illegal you can't have it but it just looks like people don't really give a shit for the most part there tend to be markets for illegal things chris i don't know if you're aware of this yeah but like when you have all the porn from america that you can just sell like would you be making your own illegal porn i don't know that way <laughs> I mean, yeah. So here's the uh, the cr- this is the cringiest part of the show was him on this date with like probably like a B C list level celebrity, which I also would be really awkward about like going on a date with this person like out of nowhere. Like, there's no prep for this really. It's just like, oh, we're gonna go on this weird kind of date, and the celebrity pops out. I would be very nervous. And it was very cringeworthy. Yeah. Like, it was a bad position to put this guy in, but also any girl could have popped out there and he probably would have exa- been exactly the same. Yeah, I think I do think that it takes us to the next level to be like, have a quote-unquote celebrity. We're not sure how popular she is. But. 
He recognized her on the spot. It's true. Uh, The whole point of the date was to learn to make the first move. Which he does not do. Or did not do. It's unclear if he learned this lesson or not. In the following dates at all. I feel like this this segment was much more, like, less about the the date, quote-unquote, aspect or date prep. Like, that was a degree of it. But it was also just an opportunity to sort of learn about Vebab a bit. And, like, kind of get a sense for who he is, why he's struggling, like, what's going on. Like, oh, okay, he's kind of struggling with these things, etc. That was kind of my takeaway. So, like, I didn't necessarily see it as, quote-unquote, cringeworthy. I just saw it more as, like, oh, kind of, like, shocking, a little surprising, I'm, oh, I'm like kind of learning about this guy a little bit. Like, okay, I kind of, kind of get it. Like, I see what, see what he's going through. Yeah, uh, like when you get through the episodes, at the end of it, as you imagine, he goes from ugly duckling to glorious swan, whatever you want to call it. Um, it it's such a stark transition. I wonder if he was like hamming it up a little bit in the beginning. And I mean, he was just really nervous. As soon as you get past the nervousness and be more yourself, like that's probably how he acts at his job and his real life with his family. He's just nervous in these situations. I don't know. He went from a cute triangle to kissing a girl on the hand. A cute? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> cute triangle was the acute. You got to explain the cute triangle. Um. I actually forgot the like the actual okay, the, the setup. It's someone else so it. He he says, "Should I try a pickup line on you?" She says, "Sure." And his pickup line is, "If you were a triangle, you'd be a cute one," which is the best kind of pickup line. A math reference. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that would work in uh, your algebra class or your geometry. More. I don't think it even works in your algebra class, Chris. I just think it doesn't work in any <laughs> circumstance. More specifically, okay, so sort of the ordering of this was, first she says, hey, you should ask me on a date. He says, hey, you want to go on a coffee date? She says, sure. Then they start pouring wine, which is not coffee. Then he says, hey, do you want to hear a pickup line? Like, what the fuck? Anyway, yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Yeah, they, they were supposed to be in, like, improv date nope. mode, right? So, like, the match, yeah. What, it's what the love. It's what the love? Know. She was also like, oh, yeah, let's go on a coffee date. And I don't know what the hell like was going to happen there. Like, were they just going to walk out of there and just, like, go to a coffee shop with the cameraman no. going behind them? No, not at all. It was acting. It was improv. They're like, hey, act it out. We're on a date. Pretend I'm your date. Go. All right. Uh, yeah. It was the terrible transition. Oh, yeah. Uh, to the next thing. Oh, Rob, you have something to say? One last thing of, so Keijo is watching this on a TV from a chair, like, documental style. Very Hitoshi Matsumoto. I was thinking that for sure. Me too. And, like, I don't know if he's supposed to, if he's actually watching it live. They try to make it seem like he's watching it live, or he, maybe he's watching this, like, two weeks later and just filming some reactions to it. But it's there's all these, like, cutaways of just him making, like, bug-eye faces whenever uh, Vebob does something he doesn't approve of and... It's uh, it's kind of strange, and he's got all these like little comments that he inserts. It's great. It's fantastic. Definitely, like as we always like the opine on the production schedule. Asynchronous. Who knows? Um, oh yeah, he's only there for like the couch thing at the end. 
and he does all those things after every day. Sure. Yeah, and and they're they're like back to back, right? They're they're popping these out, and then Kajo's time is expensive, right? So they got writers for him to pop the lines in, and he's going like day to day. But he, he was there for the for for the date for the prep date. Oh yeah. yeah. He was there for the prep day, and he was there for the reveal in the end, which we'll get to. Yeah. But I really like to believe that he was watching it. Like, if you just if you go from an entertainment perspective, it's much more fun to just buy into the idea of the way the show presents itself, which is like, hey, this guy's really in it. He's trying to like get this guy on his date, see if there's love, blah blah blah. He's got these real time, you know, quitty or witty banter's. It's great. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, he, reality is might have. He definitely sat down and watched it and made some one-liners. But then the writers were like, hey, make these one-liners too so they can fit them into the show. Uh, so the next section segment was what the mindset where they brought on Kaniz and did like an improv lesson, which I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, it seemed like the whole goal of that one was all about like getting him out of his like shell a little bit, kind of loosen him up do some, like, you know, activities and kind of mental and physical exercises to kind of, like, get him out of his, you know, get him out of his shell, essentially, a little bit before a date. Get him used to being on camera, doing stupid stuff. Sure. Um, then after that was what? The look. Uh, where they brought in two people. Somebody was named Manika. They didn't catch the other person. Uh, they styled his hair. Sean. 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 They styled his hair and uh, gave him some new outfits to wear. Because he was very, very businessy when he walked in. He was very much more casual, like go with the flow afterwards. They were really ragging on him for being so businessy. Yeah. Is it not like- I don't know. I feel like he's got to dress like that to go to work. Mm-hmm. We don't know what he does. He's a CA. Like we went over like, this. Give shit about. Like, does everyone know what a CA is? We are everyone on this. Everyone listening knows what it is because we just talked. We assumed what it was an accountant. <laughs> we made that assumption for no. the audience. Max Max went to the net corner. I, I think he he verified. All right, all right. Yeah. This has all been taken care of. It's a CPA in the U.S. Uh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, we we did talk about this, Noah. <laughs> The, no, the internet no, no, no. was being so, uh, rebooted at the time. <laughs> so, so bring it back. Uh, this is definitely the sequence that had the most queer eye vibes during it. Of like, yeah, because we got to talk a little bit about this hairstylist guy and his uh, interesting look. Oh yeah, he was wearing uh, he was wearing this like Native American style jacket, uh, which was just kind of off putting as an American. And, like, seeing what has happened and try not to, like, be in that kind of zone. It was just, like, ugh. Uh, and then his haircut was just bonkers. Chris, it was, it's an Indian guy wearing an Indian garb. What's wrong with that? <laughs> well, can't say that. <laughs> uh, so he was, he was bald and he had this beard. Or he didn't have a beard. He had, like... The very top of, uh, like, around his ears. Like, it's so hard to describe this guy's outfit. 
it's gonna be the picture, so just look at the show description and you'll see this guy. It's nuts. He was uh, very adamant about the beard game and making a defined chin line. Yeah, he was like, I don't have a good chin line, so I make mine own. Whereas you, you have a good chin line. Let's reveal that in your beard. So he cut, he like shaves his neck, which is what I do. Revealing on the inside. Oh, man. Uh, and that was like the end of the segments. There was no more what the... There was no what the date. There was no what the second date. Like, I feel like they dropped the ball. Yeah, where was what the decision at the very end? Yeah, there's oh. no what does left. Uh, so then he goes on his first date. His first date with Shruti. Um, and they go on a pool date. Um, I don't know if there's a lot to say other than they order drinks. And she asks for a cranberry and he asked for the same thing, but then they're not drinking two cranberries. So I'm very confused. We're like, he's drinking some like orange juicy kind of look. Orange juicy kind of drink. Looked like he got kind of like a screwdriver or something while she had a cranberry juice. Unclear if there was vodka in it or not. There is, I wonder if there's something going on, like going on with Indian TV shows not allowing to like alcohol mm-hmm. rules or something. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make sense to not just order, or maybe if you order a cranberry at the bar, you just get a cranberry box. There are rules maybe. against that stuff. Uh, they can't explicitly like, advertise alcohol without something else. They usually advertise like a CD along with like a bottle of Smirnoff. But I don't know if that would apply to like, the, oh, I guess it could also be like the smoking rules where like they explicitly say like, yeah, this is bad for you. I don't know. Possible. Could be. Yeah. Like, maybe they had to say that, right? But then there's a really bad producer. And they're just like, just, just say whatever, but really get a drink you want. <laughs> That's really probably what happened. Like, the, it probably was like several takes, and it's like, all right, we need to like get an actual drink in here, not just. <laughs> well, the kind of thing is when, when Vebob says, oh, I'll just have, give me two, I'll just have that. I was like, no, the, the whole point is you're supposed to, you know, lead and be able to just have your own thing. And I thought it was like a sign of how he's not getting it. And then he just has a different drink anyway. <laughs> it's like the producers definitely <laughs> were intervening in some mysterious way. I don't understand. There was definitely like, he was supposed to be leading. And Shruti was leading this whole day. Oh, for she sure. was like, Hey, you want to go over here? Hey, I have a special surprise for you. It's a full day. This like, was such a, like, producer mu- <laughs> uh, fucked up thing. Yeah, sorry, I'm drunk. But yes, it was all producers. As he poured himself the world everyone's guys. <laughs> oh, Max. Um, That's great. I, uh, I, I mean, now that you say that, though, I do totally, I think I agree with you. At the time, I wasn't really seeing it fully, but yeah, in hindsight, definitely she was leading the charge on the date. Um, Skype check. Can anyone hear me? Yeah. 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 We're good to go, man. <laughs> All right. The technology is working. But, and, uh, uh, your yeah. videos are kind of not working for me anymore, so. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, just, just, just as a background check on, uh, you'll have to ping me if you can't hear me. Yeah, we'll let yeah, you know. We can also do reactions if, like, we really want to, like, chat. No, we should that's fine. see those. 
Yeah, I'm like, let's keep debugging it. But uh, so I thought of the dates, and we should get into the second one. I thought the um, lady on the first date was a bit more like, I thought she was good looking and approachable, seemed kind of like a fun personality. So like, she definitely seemed much more of a, in my opinion, approachable date uh, compared to the second one. I don't know if anybody else was getting those vibes. I definitely get that vibe. Yeah, I think he was reaching a little bit on the set. But yeah, the first, I mean, I was going to say, we can move on to the second one unless anyone has to say about the first one. Um, The second one, he was on a date with Nancy, a salsa dancer. Um, And, okay, now I think. Yeah, she was a choreographer as well, um, and I believe a, uh, a a teacher. Unclear if she was a yeah. dance teacher or like some sort of instructional teacher of some other capacity. She never kind of specified, but I'm gonna assume dance, just because I have nothing I, else to go on. I assume that there's just like a lot more. She's a dance teacher. I don't think she's a choreographer for anything but dance or anything else. Uh, as we found out when we went to India, is there's a lot more demand for dancers and dance choreographers than there is here. Like a lot more people are dancing at weddings, and a lot more people need choreographers, and they're willing to pay. Like it's definitely a much bigger business than it is here. So, well, I mean, I, I mean, a business, yes, but I would even just say culturally, like dance is such a bigger like part of life i feel like and it's not uncommon to like go out and you know for an evening and like there will be dance at any bar or kind of club or kind of get together kind of place it seems like might be over speaking a little bit there but like i don't know it just seems like people are generally much more into dance comparatively so to here oh yeah 100 percent. and so yeah i mean to that point like uh, you know, you see it more in movies and things and a lot of aspects. So like, you know, commercials even, et cetera, that are on just TV. So I'm not surprised that there's a bunch of like dance people. Makes sense. Even through his behavioral stuff, like one of the ways that like she was trying to get him to calm down was like, hey, just like do a little dance and like count down. So, hey, it's just fun, casual stuff. Versus oh, yeah. like, I, I wouldn't expect like myself to calm down based off like dancing. Gotta, gotta be dancing. I mean, the one cringeworthy thing on this date I felt was they were they were both sitting down at this table. And then some guy came over and asked if he could dance with her, and he said yes. That's the wrong answer. I but no, we, we gotta throw so much shit on this guy. Like they were clearly on a date with each other, and some asshole just comes up and says, "Like, can I dance with you?" Uh, this, this place so, appeared to be like dedicated to dance. It might be okay there. I don't know. Also, side note: this guy had the grossest goatee I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> side note. Well, so, uh, so I have a hot take for you, oh, Brian. You go first. Uh, two things: one, I bet it was a producer plant. Two, I think it showed confidence that hey, I don't care. You're gonna come back to me. Whatever. Not on our first date, but I agree with you. It's a producer thing because at the end of the uh, this date, they like all got in a circle and like clapped, and they <clears throat> like around and did like terrible dances. 
He didn't know how to salsa at all. They kept showing the same clip over and over again, and everyone was just all happy. So, like, this whole thing was set up, and they got all these people to, like, just kind of make this happy moment. So, like, the dancing was just a way for her to show up. Yeah, but then also, like, they kept asking, like, oh, yeah, were you, or she kept asking, were you jealous? And it was, like, that was complete setup. It was, like, just trying to get, like, some of those, like, fears and self-doubt, like, out of the way. Yeah, I agree. I feel like this part of it is kind of where the immersion breaks down for me a little bit, and it does feel much more producer-influenced, uh, or producer stage setup, whatever you want to call it, right? Because I feel like up until this point, you could kind of buy into it pretty believable, but it does start to really kind of feel feel that producer press kind of coming in here. Like, once they all got in a circle and started clapping around these people, like, it was just like, okay, this whole this whole situation is staged. Yeah. Definitely a stage. Definitely a problem. Yeah. <clears throat> one, I, one thing with Bebov about his dating thing is that he just he kept asking how the date was going to the people during the date. It's like, dude, you gotta you gotta chill out and, and ask her literally anything else. <laughs> yeah, that's not showing confidence. No. Like, no. He's like so at the end of this uh, so the next segment was they bring in, um, what's his name? Kajo. And Kajo, and ask him, how does he feel? Are you Babob 2.0? And we're all like, he's like Babob 1.2, maybe 1.5. Like, he's still kind of nervous, doesn't really know what he's doing, acting dumb, asking dumb questions, and letting women lead him, as opposed to being led, or as being led, as leading. Uh, so he's getting there, he just... He wasn't quite where the show made it seem like he was. He was a Vibov 1.1, 1.2. Yeah. Uh, so the, sh- the twist, I guess we find out, is he only gets to pick one of them. Even though he got both their numbers at the end of the dates. So that's kind of... I will say this un- is unlike most other reality shows where the dude and people like have their phones on them. So he straight up asked for both girls' numbers at the end of each date. And Keijo yeah. is very impressed with this move. I mean, yeah. Uh, he no, picked... point, Keijo was more impressed with him than any other point. Oh, yeah. But then, like, no, really... he was more yeah, impressed yeah. with the kiss. Than the uh, hand kiss, I thought. Oh, okay. Yo, let's get to the end, though, because I feel like the end, uh, I feel like the, the show was kind of interesting, like an interesting wrap-up one. Yeah. Yeah. So, Keijo asks him, hey, which girl do you like the most? And he picks Nancy, even though he thinks he should pick Shruti because they seem to have a better connection. I think that we all thought that. and But he went with Nancy again, and... Then there's this giant door, and if Nancy likes him too, Nancy will come out the other door, which is a very uh, we've seen this before. Where where have we seen this before? Flirty dancing definitely had a segment like this. Like that just reminded me like the Monty Hall problem, where it's like, are you sure you want to pick that door? I don't know. (laughs) Flirty dancing could have a door though. No, dancing has like you pick the person, and do they show up? Do they not show up? 
That, I mean, yeah. that's very much this show, though. Like, he picks the person, and then that person is either going to come out of that door or they're not. I think it would have been interesting if only one of the girls could have been, like, a yes, and they're the one behind the doors, but depending on his answer, it, like, sees if it even... Qualler's like, oh, you picked the wrong one. You don't even get a chance now. Well, I think that that would... That could happen, maybe. Uh, depends on how the show's set up. Yeah. Like, that's the that's the idea, is that if you pick one and they don't like you, you don't get, a, you don't get to go to the other one. Right. For sure. I was kind of disappointed, like, so we don't know if Shruti's decided to pick him or not. We don't, like, see or hear from Shruti ever again. And I would have liked to you know, deal that, or, you know, put... put Give Shruti the email, uh, you know, one of our favorite uh, segments of, hey, Shruti didn't find love on the show, but you could uh, email the network, email Netflix to get in touch with Shruti if you'd like to date Shruti. I think that that's something they should uh, add. Agree completely, yeah. I mean, maybe we just don't know. There's a What the Love cinematic universe of Indian dating reality shows. I just I, don't think that she needs help. You know, she's not people on If You Are the One. Guess that's true. Um, We're gonna have so yeah. much time for reality shows, you guys. I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna, be but it's gonna be interesting. There's gonna there's gonna be like a pause of taping reality shows. It's gonna be that big jump from like January 2020 to like July 2020. <laughs> Got it. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to get some. So, is there uh, any other minutia to get into? So I know I do want to talk about German Bachelor after we do ratings. Literally, Max, yeah, I'm we like, are... we're gonna get to that after this is do the ratings. Let's do the ratings. Let's do the ratings. <laughs> Max, what do you got, Chris? Oh, me, me. Yeah, I'm gonna go middle third, middle of the middle. It was very middle. <laughs> Brian, what do you got? I think I'm gonna go with like top of the middle. It was very close to being the top in like the top third, but I really compared this like queer eye where like they were like improving him, but I didn't really feel like there was much structure to it. And I kind of want to watch other shows to see like what they improve on. Rob, what do you got? Uh, I I'm a, might be a turn in this one. I'm I'm putting in the bottom. I just found this show kind of boring, and you know like. There are elements of other shows that were better, but I don't think it executed it very well. And I was just not, and maybe part of the problem was just, I didn't find Vapov that interesting. Maybe another show with a different main person, but the party show did not make me think the problem was just the episode that it was just, there's something fundamentally like not right about the way that the show, and maybe it's a, maybe it's one of those cultural difference things like something about just the way they're presenting it is not syncing with my expectations, but uh, I, it was just, was not that interesting to me. Uh, Noah, what do you got? In the words of Jay Sherman, it stinks. Uh, I'm with Rob. Um, it's just, it, it's a nothing burger in the words of Max. Like, there's nothing unique about it. The lines aren't that good. The producers clearly don't have their shit in order with the whole cram- cranberry debacle. So, I'm putting in the bottom, but uh, middle of the bottom. There is worse content out there, so I'm going to leave some space over there. Are you really burning them that hard for the fucking drink? We don't know what else we just didn't catch. You know, it's like the brown M&M's thing, you know? Like, it's the little details that actually make the whole difference. James, what do you got? Uh, So this show for me, I'm a little less negative than some, but... 
Uh, I found it entertaining while, like, I found it more fun to just sort of kick back and, like, hope that it's real or believe it's real or whatever and just kind of go along for the ride. And I felt like if you kind of approach it that way, I was entertained and found some fun in it. But, uh, yeah, overall, there's there's a, a couple of things that just, you know, keep it from the top. So it's going right in the middle. Um, I, you know, I'm, this one's a tough one for me. I think, personally, it's going to go the bottom. It's really close to the middle. It just, just wasn't that entertaining. I was just bored. Like, I just didn't care. I just didn't. And, you know, there's no queer eye personalities to, like, bring it all the way around. But I do think that if I had this show, like, a decade ago, I think that I actually would have really... It would have helped me out a lot. So, um, that, that's what it is. I think that that's... I'm going to leave it there. So you're going bottom? Just to confirm. I'm going to go with bottom. Okay. I'm just going to go with bottom. Um... Max, what did you want to talk about? Uh, sorry for the delay. I want to talk about German Big Brother. I may have said Bachelor before, but I meant Big Brother. You definitely said so, uh, Bachelor. Don't worry about it. Anyway, um, so the cur- the only currently running Big Brother house, to my knowledge, is in Germany. So there's just like 20 people in this house who don't know about coronavirus. Uh, so they told them about it on like a live show the other day, but they sent everybody like, you know, videotapes of all their family members saying, Hey, it's okay. Um, but anyway, that's a wild situation, but also there's a BBC drama written by Charlie. What's his name? Charlie something or another, the guy who wrote black mirror that, is about this exact situation where like a zombie outbreak comes out. Okay. Not exactly, exactly the same situation. You know what I mean? Uh, but, uh, the people in the big brother house don't know about it. Any questions? Um, your, oh, no, I just want to hear your, um, step-by-step guide that we go from, uh, pandemic to zombie attack. They're basically the same thing. Okay, you're on his book too. Can you help me like make jump? Have you not well, seen any okay. zombie movie ever? It's like some disease breaks out, then humans, whatever. Then we experiment with the vaccine. Vaccine goes haywire. Then everyone's a freaking mutant and a zombie. <laughs> like, there you go. In this, in this case, the exact disease is not important. The concept of people who are just like blissfully unaware because they're on a reality show. That's what's right. really important this case in the world like the world is effectively gone to shit <laughs> yeah i i got you uh so so the oh. big brother thing though they did like a whole like live show like reveal of this right like did that happened like last night or something yeah 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 yeah. yeah. okay so that's happened now so uh, they now know i gotta know did, did anybody see it did you watch it uh i read a description of it i did not watch it so like um, I'm really dying to know did like did anybody girl, freak one out? One girl cried. That's about it. No freakouts. Well, I guess the crying's a little bit. Uh, I think that counts. I I think sort of cushioning it with video messages from their family makes it better. Did uh did Chris so, Harrison do the reveal? What what? <laughs> Chris Harrison? No, Max. I think you are wrong. Actually. 
Oh, Unless shit. this other clip I saw of a Brazil Big Brother was a fake. Holy shit. Wait, was it Brazil Big Brother or was it Brazil Circle? No, Brazil Big Brother. Where Chris, take it away. They didn't know about coronavirus either. Well, they heard about it since the show. They said the show started in January 20th or something. Um, but they also just kind of cried and they're like, everyone's fine. And like the clip kind of ended. So it wasn't like a huge freak out. But it's also kind of hard to put in context. Like it still is really hard to put in context to what's going on. Holy and, shit. The Twitter account for Big Brother Brazil is just at BBB. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I needed to let you guys know. That's an important that's update. <laughs> Wait, the, the Better Business Bureau doesn't have BBB locked down? No, dude. It's Big Brother Brazil. They were early A bunch on the of tips of people dancing. Um, well, I, mean, I think that's... Well, Big Brother has always been big on social media. Like, they're one of the first TV shows to really, like, tap tap into that. So, well, I, I think definitely surprising at first. And, like, look, looking back, and I'm like, ah, okay, I kind of get it. All right, on that note, I think that's it for us this week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at HooperTheSong. You can find us on Facebook.com slash HooperTheSong. You can ask questions and suggestions at HooperTheSong.com at gmail.com and we'll see you guys next time stay safe that was a great show spoilers whoa whoa alcohol mm-hmm. rules or something i don't know I mean, it doesn't make sense to not just order or maybe if you order a cranberry at the bar you just get a cranberry vodka There's something fundamentally like not right about the way that the show. Maybe it's a maybe it's one of those cultural difference things. Like something about just the way they're presenting it is not syncing with my expectations. But uh, I it was just was not that interesting to me.